What's up, friend? And welcome to the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and this is Become a Relationship Badass, where I bring you powerful interviews, and sometimes it's just me talking about things, (laughs) all in service of helping you to create badass, intimate relationships in your life. I do believe that the quality of my relationships strongly affect the quality of my life, And so with that, I'm here to help as many people as I can create high quality, unbreakable, truly fulfilling relationships. Thanks for being here and let's get into the episode. What's up y'all and welcome back to the podcast. My name's Nikki Sunshine. I'm your humbled and honored host. And we have an awesome episode today, y'all. First of all, it's episode 25. Two, five. You guys, I can't believe that we have been doing this together for over six months now. Holy shit bringing you a new episode each week. This is episode 25, which also means I am halfway to my goal of 50 episodes, in which case I will be hiring a podcast producer (laughs) and end the late nights on GarageBand in my cave. (laughs) Y'all know your girl is not a computer whiz, so I'm very excited for that day. (sighs) And so for episode 25 today, I'm excited. We have a juicy episode in store. Today I am talking about cultivating a badass mindset. And the reason I'm talking about this is because, I mean, this is just the truth. In order to have an amazingly fulfilling life, you need to have a badass mindset that supports that. And I can teach you tools and tricks and communication skills. And yet, If you have a mindset that limits your ability to see clearly, those tools and skills and whatnot will be far less effective. That is just the truth of the matter. So today I'm going to share five pillars in cultivating a badass fucking mindset, which will support you in moving forward in your growth journey in your life. Oh, I'm so excited for this, you guys. Now, before we dive in, a couple things. First of all, all right, drop what you're doing and listen to this. I have just gotten some super sick merch made, okay? It's super cool. It's got an awesome little saying on it, and I'm so excited. So this is what I'm doing. I want podcast reviews, okay? (laughs) You guys know this. I'm trying to grow this brand. I'm trying to spread this mission, and so... Here's the deal. If you leave me a podcast rating and review on Apple iTunes, I am going to send you a free physical gift in the snail mail. No shipping required. You don't have to pay anything. You just wait and receive a gift from me. So this is how it works. If you're like, ooh, yeah, I want free shit, head on over to the Apple iTunes um, app And while you're listening to my podcast, you can scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and it will take you to reviews and ratings. So leave a rating, one to five stars, 
leave a review. And I'm not here to bribe you to leave me a good review. Like, leave an honest review. You know, if you've been served, say that. If you haven't, you can say that. Um, just leave me a rating and review that feels authentic to you. And then all you have to do is screenshot that rating and review. Head on over to my Facebook group, Relationships 101, which I will link in the show notes here. And um, if you're already in there, just post the photo of your rating, your screenshot in the group. And then once I see that photo posted, I will direct message you to get your mailing address. So it's that simple. Leave a rating and review, take a screenshot and post it in my group. Now, if you're not in my group, you'll just have an additional step of joint requesting to join the group. You have to answer a couple questions, no big deal. Then once you're in the group, you can go ahead and post that photo. So I am guaranteeing that within a week of you posting your review, you will have a little gift from me in snail mail. So fuck yeah, you guys. <laughs> go leave me a review. Um, I would love that. It would mean so much to me. And now you get a free gift. So yeah, uh, this is available to the first 100 people who do it. I only have a hundred of these free gifts, so after that, that's it. So don't wait. Go do it now if you want to receive your little gift. And thank you. Thank you in advance for doing this, and I love you, and I'm excited to send you your present. <laughs> All right. Um, one more thing before we dive into the ba badass mindset um, is that I want to share a little gratitude today, as always. So in this moment, I would like to thank today two people who have been in my life longer than most, and they just, they continue to love and support me, and not only that, but be curious about my life despite our vast differences. And I know for a lot of people, siblingship and sibling relationships don't um, don't go very deep because mm -hmm. of themselves or their siblings or the relationship that's present. So today, y'all, I uh, I literally have chills as I'm about to say this because I love and appreciate these humans so much. <sighs> I want to thank my fucking sisters today. Now. I have a lot of sisters. I'm talking about my blood sisters, y'all. I'm talking about the two siblings who were raised with me, who grew up in the house with me, who used to scream and rip each other's hair out. <laughs> so Lindsay Marie Kern Schultz, that's a hyphen, and Mandy Lynn Kern Schmidt, that's also a hyphen. They are both married to wonderful men, um, but I just have to appreciate them because, you know, we're so different, right? Five years ago, I was like, I'm moving to Colorado. My whole family lives in Wisconsin. And, you know, I live this like kind of crazy life that m most people don't really understand. I, I live on a mountain. I run my own business and have for the last six years. Um, I'm like this, you know, I like to read and go deep and get introspective. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't watch the football game. <laughs> So for my family back home, we're very different because that's totally what they do. Like, you know, they go to work, they watch the football game and they, they have their own passions they follow, but they're very different than mine. So, um, despite our such different lives, they continue to not only love on me and like support me and following my dreams, but this is what gets me the most. They call, 
they actually call me to say, hey, what's new with you? We haven't talked in a couple weeks. I miss you. Um, they both, and and I call them too, and I will say, like, I'm over here trying to, like, start an empire, change the world. <laughs> I get caught up in my shit a lot, and so, like, I just have to honor and thank my sisters because they will... You know, if I don't call for a few weeks, they won't sit there and resent me and be like, fuck that bitch. She's so busy with her own life. They'll just call me and be like, yo, what's up? You must be really busy. What's going on? <laughs> and so I just feel so deeply connected. I'm looking at photos of both of them right now, actually, as I talk about this. I've got them up in my room. Oh, I just love them so much. So Lindsay, Mandy, thank you for not only being my sisters, but for being my best friends, for being my therapist, for being my teammates. We have been through the depths of tragedy and grief that I have never been through with anyone else. And we've also been through the ecstasy of such joy, the birth of my niece. Oh, we have been through such joy together. So I love you too, endlessly, so deeply. And um, thank you for being just who you are, my amazing sisters. I can't wait to see you next. Ah. All right, y'all. That's enough announcements for today. Let's dive into the good stuff. <clears throat> so, cultivating a badass mindset. Um, for today's episode, I'm just going to go through five sort of pillars that define my mindset, essentially. So what I did is I sat down and I came up with what are the big shifts I've made in my mindset in the past three years that really have changed the game for me. Um, and so that's what I have to share with you guys today. <clears throat> so... Mindset shift number one. There is nothing wrong with me and there's nothing wrong with you either. So this one took me, you know, like 24 years of life to really grasp. So what does this mean? There's nothing wrong with me and there's nothing wrong with you. So I used to kind of, I mean, not kind of, I used to have this belief that like, you know, there was something like people would just fuck up all the time, <laughs> so to speak. So let's say, you know, let's say that um, my partner came home late from work, like three hours late and he didn't call. And then I was really upset when that happened. My old mindset said like, oh, there's something wrong with him or you did something wrong. You shouldn't have come home late. Um, you were in the wrong. I was in the right kind of mentality. So I, I would look at situations and see them as like, okay, who's right? Who's wrong? Now I see that nobody's fucking wrong. Everyone's just living their life, doing what's best for them in a moment. So if I were to have that same scenario happen today, I wouldn't think of it as you're wrong because you came home late. Rather, if my partner came home late and I was really upset by it, I would say something like, wow, you know what's interesting? You, you know, you like in these three hours that you haven't been home, I've been getting really anxious. I wonder what that's about. Are you willing to explore that with me? So now I take more of a curious stance. It's like, oh, what is going on here? Why am I so affected by what you're doing right now? That's interesting information. And so nowadays I take the opportunity if I notice I'm really triggered or reactive or judgmental of someone, I instantly become curious about my own experience. I'm like, damn, what's going on here? 
This is real interesting. And so I no longer project that someone else is wrong if I'm unhappy, right? And that dynamic in itself is somewhat of a codependent dynamic. My mood, my happiness depends on something you do or don't do. So I've now been able to step back and see, oh, there's actually nothing wrong with me and there's nothing wrong with you either. And when I get activated, that's my response to get curious about. Now, perhaps, and let's go back to the example, perhaps my partner does get home late and then I'm like, huh, that's so interesting. I've just been getting more and more anxious. So then maybe I explore it a bit on my own and process it. Me and my partner explore it a bit together and I uncover that, oh, when I was a child, my mom would always come home super late from work. She'd say she was coming right home and then she'd go to the bar and it really traumatized me as a child. And so maybe I connect some dots and start to understand why I have such an intense reaction when my partner comes home late. So I'm like, okay. And so maybe now we decide as a unit, you know, could we make some agreements about this? Because I know I'm going to continue to get feel really anxious if this happens again. So maybe we could put some agreements in place that worked for both of us. So maybe, hey, partner, if you're going to come home later than originally planned, you could just shoot me a text, right? Or send me a call. And then once I get that call or text, I'll be able to breathe and relax knowing that you're coming home. You're just going to be home late. So this mindset isn't about like, okay, there's Every like, there's nothing wrong with you. My problems are mine, and I just have to internalize all this shit and become a worry wart. <laughs> it's not like that, y'all. But again, if I notice I'm having a reaction, I get curious within myself what that's about. Um, I maybe connect some dots, dots, get some more clarity, and then I have the choice to say like, okay, maybe we are you open to making an agreement around this? This would really help me. And so throughout that whole process, I'm the entire time holding a bigger vision that there's actually nothing wrong with you for coming home late. You're just doing you. And there's nothing wrong with me for having this reaction and feeling this way. I'm just doing me. It's really fucking freeing, you guys. And my favorite part about adapting this mindset is, I mean, I basically adapted a mindset of radical self-responsibility. And so now, again, when something happens, even if it involves, even if my reaction or my feelings was triggered by someone else's actions. That's my shit. <laughs> In my world now, it's just like, oh, that's mine to look at. And I, the whole blame thing and like blaming someone else for how I'm feeling, it just feels so disempowering and it's never really gotten me anywhere good in my experience. Like, hey, I feel like shit and it's your fault. Not really once have I had the other person react in that scenario where they're like, oh, I see. Okay, yeah, totally. Let me fix this. I fucked up. No, they feel blamed. So they want to shut down. They want to get defensive and they probably want to get the fuck away from you. So really embodying this mindset of like, oh, there is nothing wrong with anyone. Everyone is just doing what they believe is best for their own safety and protection in every single moment. Or maybe not even just safety and protection, but for their greatest self-expression, right? Maslow's hierarchy of needs talks about all these things that are so crucial for us. And so um, I'm reading this really cool book right now called Building a Story Brand. I forget the author's name. I will link it in the show notes. Um, but it talks about how 
people on an unconscious level are most concerned with things that are going to help them survive and thrive. So you can kind of adapt this from Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but that includes food, shelter, so that means money. So that's why so many people, what they think about the most is job, money, the future, right? Because we need that to survive in today's world. We need a roof over our heads. Relationships, connection, self-expression, and purpose. These are like the big reasons, the big drivers, and sex. That kind of goes in with connection. That people will do what they do. It's in service of survival and thrival. This is kind of like some human psychology we're bringing in here. But once you know that, it's like, okay, people do things in order. People go around the world doing things that they believe will best support their survival and thrival in every single moment. And so survival and thrival can go, again, between um, relationships, money, safety, shelter, um, self-expression, and purpose, and sex. So once, once you understand that, it's like, okay, someone does something and then I feel hurt, but I understand that people only do things that they deep down believe will, you know, help their own thriving and survival. And so I'm like, okay, you did this thing. I feel hurt, but I'm not going to make a false connection and say, you did this thing to hurt me, right? That's very different. I'm going to say, okay, you did this thing. I felt hurt. Your, some driver in you believed that doing this thing was going to help you survive and thrive, right? So now that I understand that, I can look at the situation more objectively. You're just taking action in the best interest of you. You're not taking action to deliberately fuck me or hurt me, right? So I just find this mindset shift extremely empowering, extremely freeing. It's like, instead of me feeling like, God, I can't, this person does things that just make me feel like shit, so I can't be around them, I have no control. It's like, no. Wow, I'm super curious. How come every time you do that, I feel like shit? And now I'm, it's totally in my control. I get to do my own self-exploration, get a little introspective, look at my own inner landscape and see what's going on there and really take care of myself, right? Like It's like taking care of the little wounded boy or girl inside of us. So mindset shift number one, there's nothing wrong with me and there's nothing wrong with you either. All right, mindset shift number two. Limitations are perceived. They're not real. So I'm just going to say it. Any limitations that you feel are holding you back in your life, they're just a perception. You currently perceive that thing as a limitation, and so it is. Millions of fucking people every day defy what's possible, right? People all the time say, that's impossible. I can't do that. There's no way to do it. And then what the fuck happens? They do it. (laughs) So I don't need science to back this up. Just look at the world. I'm a perfect example. I said I could never move myself across the country by myself at age 22. And guess what? I fucking did it. I said I could never start a successful business No way. I couldn't do it without investing thousands of dollars into expensive business programs and coaches and, you know, I don't have a college degree. Well, I did that. I thought I could never, 
ever learn how to live in complete joy and fulfillment again after my mom died and my ex-boyfriend broke up with me. That was the lowest place I've ever been. And I said, there's no way I can ever get out of here. And guess what? I fucking did it. When you look at something from a new perspective, you know, if you're looking at something and you're like, there's no way I can't do it. Try shifting your perspective. Try looking at it in a new way or try asking better questions, right? So let's say you are out there and you want to um, leave your job. If you hate your job, I'm so in support of you leaving your job. Please leave your job. (laughs) If you hate your job, leave your job and it will serve the entire planet vibrationally. Anyway, so let's say you're out there and you want to leave your job and you have some amazing business idea, right? But you're like, there's no way I can do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. My recommendation to you is to start asking better questions. So for instance, you you want to leave your job. You have this amazing idea, but you're really scared. How am I going to make that work financially, right? So instead of saying, I can never do this. Or what was I thinking coming up with such a ridiculous idea? Ask a better question. How the fuck can I make this work? Right? Decide. Say, all right, I'm going to make this work. What do I have to do to feel secure in those first few months after I leave my job? So these are questions that are going to get you somewhere. And these are questions that are going to start your brain on the process of thinking, how can I make this work? What is possible here? But if you ask a question like, what the fuck was I thinking coming up with this dumb idea? Your brain's going to find an answer to that question. Our brains want to compute answers, you guys. So if you ask your brain a question like, why am I such a piece of shit? Your brain is a computer and it will go, you are a piece of shit because you're always unhappy and nobody likes you. It will come up with an answer. It's a robot. Our brains are robots. They're computer robots. Um, And so you've got to ask a question where your brain can actually give you an empowering answer, right? So how can I make this work? What What are ways I haven't thought of yet that I could get a little income under my belt just to feel you know, secure enough to leave this position for those first few months while I'm getting my business off the ground. You know, and so it's like, huh, you know, I never thought about that, but I could call Aunt Sally, who I haven't talked to. She always told me if I ever had, you know, a school or business endeavor, she'd be willing to give me a loan, you know, or maybe there's no one who ever told you that, but you can ask anyway, you guys, I have signed up for a $10,000 fucking program that I knew I needed to take to change my life. And I literally had $200 in the bank. Like, what the fuck? But I decided I'm going to make this happen. And I was like, how the fuck can I make this happen? Borrowed a little money from one friend. Found some, you know, random cash savings in my room. So that added a little bit to the pot. And then I remember I got like a Christmas gift from some random relative that I never talked to that has never sent me a check. Um, It was so fucking random. And it was just like a week after I decided, okay, I'm taking this program. I have no idea how, but how can I make this work? How can I get this money together for the down payment? I'll sign up for the payment plan. You know, I made it fucking work. So limitations are perceived. They're not real. 
And when you start asking better questions and looking at things from a fresh, different perspective, you'll start to see that. Now, one last thing on this, the the victim inside of you. So if you are still living in somewhat of a victim, which it's okay, but if there's still a part of you that believes that living in your victim serves you because you get significance, you get attention, you get a you know, you get a reason why you can't show up fully, whatever it is. This is a whole process in itself, you guys, but figuring out why are we attached to our stories about limitation. Typically, if you're attached to your stories of limitation, it's because in some way it's serving you. You're getting something out of it. And I know at first that sounds ridiculous. Like, what the fuck would I be getting out of this terrible story that, you know, ever since my, ever since I lost my job and my boyfriend left me, my life has become shit. Um, if that's your story, you might unconsciously be getting a piece of significance from that, right? Like it makes you feel significant because you're so stuck. Um, you're significant in your tragedy, right? It might be giving you a reason why, like, well, this is why I can't show up fully. I've been fucked ever since my boyfriend left me. You know, it's not my fault. He left me and then I haven't been able to recover. So again, there's I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but if you're attached to your victim, it's usually because you're getting something out of it. So if that's you, you can just take that and begin exploring a little bit if you want. Um, but so it so if you're in your victim, if you're still engaged to that story about why you can't be who you want because so-and-so did X, Y, and Z to you. That's basically a victim story. I can't be who I wish to be because so-and-so hurt me. So-and-so did this to me. Life fucked me over and it's their fault that I can't be great. Okay, that's a victim story. If you're still in your victim, it's going to be harder for you to see your limitations as just a perception because if you're in your victim and you're getting something out of it, limitations add to that significance, right? So if I'm like, so you guys, I'll just use myself as an example because this was me a few years ago. So before I really embarked on deep, deep healing and inner work to become the woman I am today, um, a few years ago, I was really, really, really married to my victim. Okay. So my mom had died. My boyfriend had broken up with me and it felt like my entire world was crashing down. I felt so alone. I was so confused in my grief. And so I had this story that was like, yeah, I can't make friends or really have a life because like, look what just happened to me. You know, I'm fucked up. Like I'm fucked up because life shat on me. And so I can't really do anything. So that was my victim. And so when I was in that victim and married to that victim, I could not see that my limitations were only a perception because I wanted my limitations because they added to the, they add, they fluffed up my victim even more, right? So I was like, I can't do this. I can't do that. Exactly. See, I can't do anything. Woe is me. I have been victimized. You know, give me sympathy, essentially. <laughs> so I just want to say, if you're still rocking your victim, it's cool, sister. It's cool, brother. Nothing's wrong with you. Remember mindset shift number one. And you now have this opportunity to start shifting out of your victim mindset. So I would recommend working on that first before you try and um, work on shifting your limitations into a perception versus something that's real. Because it's going to be hard to do that if you're still in the victim mindset. <clears throat> okay, tip number three. 
Now, real quickly, before I go into tip number three, in case you skipped ahead on the beginning announcements, I just want to make a quick little reminder announcement. Please go leave me a review and rating on iTunes. If you do, I'm going to send you a free badass swag gift in the mail. So all you got to do is scroll down to the bottom of your screen if you're listening on the Apple iTunes app. Leave me a rating that is one through five stars. Leave me a review, one that feels authentic and honest to you. Take a screenshot of your rating and review, and then head on over to my Facebook group. Super easy. I'll stick the link in my bio. Post the screenshot of you you leaving a rating and review. And when I see that screenshot, I will send you a direct message. I will get your mailing address, and you will have a swaggy gift on the way, y'all. So please send me reviews. I will send you a free gift. This offer is only available to the first 100 people. I only have 100 free gifts to give away, so don't waste any time. Leave me a review and let me send you an awesome gift. All right, I fucking love you guys. Back to the episode. All right, tip number three. So this is mindset shift number three. Challenges are actually opportunities. So if you're going through life expecting everything to be easy and feeling frustrated or duped or um, just like pissed off when you encounter a challenge, man, life's going to feel really fucking heavy, right? (laughs) I mean, has anyone out there like just not experience challenge for a long stretch of time or something? If so, reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you. I personally, I don't think a day goes by where I don't experience some type of challenge, right? So it could be little or bigger, but it's like a daily occurrence. And so if I'm sitting here thinking, okay, life is supposed to be easy. Everything's supposed to work out. And if I get a challenge, my karma's fucked. I'm fucked. Everything's fucked. This isn't supposed to happen. Fuck. If that's how I'm viewing challenges, I'm going to get really bogged down and like weighted down and maybe even depressed from life, right? From all these fucking challenges. So something I've learned over the years is that it's like a whole new reframe on this life game, right? So I used to think, yeah, we come into life and everything's supposed to be ease filled and you know, we go to school and then we get our degree and then we get our job and then we get married and we have a family and a white picket fence and it's all well and good. That's fine if you want your white picket fence. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And that's not fucking life. No, life is dynamic as shit, right? Life is so dynamic and it's constantly, it's like, oh, this is the most amazing thing. Oh my God, I'm falling to the my knees in grief and sadness. Um, it's just a constant roller coaster. And I believe that's what it was intended to be. My new belief is that we actually, we, we came to this life for a purpose. So not only an outwardly purpose, like this is going to be my work in the world. This is how I'm going to change the planet. This is the impact I'm going to make on society. So for me, my like outer work in the world, I would consider it being like helping people find abundant love and um, appreciation in themselves and their lives, and then using that abundance to create amazing, meaningful relationships. So that would be my like outwardly, I would consider that my outwardly work in the world, my passion, my calling. But then I also think we all come here with these inwardly goals, right? 
So we decide before I'm going to go to this earth life and I'm going to learn how to deal with massive, massive grief. And I'm going to learn how to grow through that. I'm going to overcome a dark, dark place. And then when I do that, I'll be able to help millions of people do the same. Right? So that's like the inner journey. And so when you think of it like that, like, okay, I was, I was born to come here and face challenges and then actually grow through them. Well, now when I think of challenges, I just feel opportunity. When I face a challenge, I now have an opportunity, right? I have an opportunity to expand my capacity to be with another, if this is a person-to-person challenge. I have the opportunity to grow, to expand my understanding of the world, to learn, to maybe be broken down so that I can rise up again. These are all opportunities when I face challenges. And so what I really think is going on in challenges is like, okay, can you overcome your nervous system tendency to like react, get defensive, protect your safety, right? So when I encounter a challenge, sometimes if my brain detects a threat to my safety, I am going to maybe get triggered, instantly go into survival mode, um, And so we see this all the time, right? And like, just think of the last fight you had with your partner. Perhaps one person was trying to share something and then the other person got triggered from that sharing. And so now they're in survival mode and we're no longer connecting at the heart. Um, And so now we've got a conflict or a fight going down. So I think challenges are opportunities for us to become more present. And so it's like the more, so let's say I often get triggered by my partner uh, leaving his clothes on the ground. I'm just like totally making this up. I don't even share a room with Warren. <laughs> but let's say it's a super big trigger for me. He leaves his dirty socks on the ground every fucking day, right? So every time I come home and see those dirty socks, I like, let's say at first I'm just like, oh my God, are you serious? And I get super triggered. Now, every time, every day I come back and see those dirty socks again, the way I see it, I have an opportunity. Okay, my partner isn't as concerned with a tidy room as me. Okay, that's fine. Back to mindset shift number one. There's nothing wrong with my partner and there's nothing wrong with me for the fact that this drives me nuts. (laughs) So there's nothing wrong with everyone or anyone, but how can I learn to be with this person as they are and not get as reactive every time I see the socks on the ground? So that's my inner work, right? That's where I get to grow. That's where I get to expand my capacity to be with another. And so this is where I see the opportunity in all the challenges I face, right? Um, Another example, a few months ago, I mean, at this point, it's been like eight months. um, My, the only expensive car I've ever bought in my life, (laughs) I bought like almost a new car because I was moving out to Colorado and a family member was selling it. So it was like, cool, I I can do a payment plan without involving the bank. This seems like it'll make sense. So I bought this $10,000 2011 car, okay? Now, fast forward to now, I own a $500 1990 Nissan, okay? (laughs) So I'm much more of like a beater truck gal, but I bought this expensive car. I just wanted a safe car to travel across the country with, move. Eight months ago, an uninsured driver like looked down at his phone to check a message and just smashed the fuck out of my car, you guys. Okay, the entire back is fucked. (laughs) And he's uninsured. So he gave me his insurance card. And when I called to get it, I was like, this is amazing. Like, no big deal. 
my neck kind of hurts, but you know what? This isn't my fault. My car's going to get fixed right up. This is great. I call their insurance and they're like, oh yeah, he didn't pay his bill. We dropped him like a week ago. I'm like, excuse me. Holy shit. I got my car, looked at the damages are over $6,000. I mean, he literally drove straight into the back of my car at like 50 miles an hour with his huge van. <laughs> so here we are again with another challenge, right? And so here I am faced with this opportunity. So I could choose to look at this event and be like, God fucking damn it. The world's out to get me. I'm so pissed. Oh my God. I mean, you guys, this guy still owes me like $5,000. It's been like eight months. <laughs> He's slowly paying me back, but it's like, there's plenty of opportunity here for me to get pissed, get mad, feel angry, play myself as a victim. Oh, woe is me. I got hit by an uninsured driver. You know, I, I do my due diligence and pay my insurance each month and this guy didn't. And then I got hit, you know, God, the universe is out to get me. Um, really easy to play the victim here, right? So to add to it, you guys, just to add to the story, since this, so it's totally out of commission, I'm essentially waiting for this guy to slowly pay me off over the next like 10 years. So it's like, you know, who the fuck knows? <laughs> and so in, in the meantime, I bought this $500 truck because like I wasn't, I didn't have money for a new $10,000 car. I'm still paying off this car, mind you. I'm paying off a $10,000 car I don't even drive. <laughs> And so I bought this new truck and this new truck, I love her. Chucky, I love you, girl. <laughs> She's older than me. I, I honestly love my truck, but this truck has just cost me because it's a 1990 truck that I bought for $500, right? So I've had to change the ignition coil. I've had to change the brake pads. I've had to change the tire rods. Like it's just cost me more money. So again, just more opportunity for me to get pissed and angry and be like, fuck the world. This is bullshit. Um, but I see this whole thing as an opportunity to just continue to wake up every day in fucking gratitude. And like when this guy who hit me does call and make a payment and come over and give me a few hundred bucks, just find gratitude in that. Like, thank you for this exchange, finding gratitude and not allowing the fact that my car is destroyed to fuck me up inside and not allowing the fact that my expensive car got ruined to like ruin my day and ruin my mood. Right? I'm, I take this as an opportunity. Can I still live in a positive mindset, in a positive state, even when my expensive car gets totally fucked up by an uninsured driver who has no money to pay me back? <laughs> Can I do that? And the answer is yes. So I feel like a fucking badass, right? So this is the way that challenges can be opportunities. How do you show up when the circumstances aren't exactly as you want? This builds character, you guys. To me, like, for me, if, if I see someone going through something really hard, I'm instantly curious, how are they showing up while this hard thing's going down? Because that is a measure of character in my world. Okay, so mindset shift number three, challenges are actually opportunities for growth, for learning, for expansion, all sorts of things. <clears throat> all right, mindset shift number four. Failure does not exist. Failure does not exist, y'all. If you, like, I don't believe in failure, okay? And this is why, because any time I've quote unquote failed at something, it's actually been a huge lesson for me or a huge turning point if I allow it, right? So I think this failure thing comes from the society we are raised in and we are instantly thrown into kindergarten and told to compete with our classmates, right? You either get an A because you're a superstar or you get an F because you failed, 
You failed. <laughs> you don't do 60% or better. You failed. Failure. <laughs> so, first of all, if you do believe in failure slash weigh yourself down with the weight of failure, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. You were probably, that was probably drilled into your brain from a very young age. So it's no big deal, right? Um, I just recently rewrote this belief in my mind like a year and a half ago. So because I just realized like, oh, wait. So this this is really what helped me, you guys. My last partnership that ended, my partner had broken up with me about eight months after my mom died. And so I always looked at that as like a relationship failure, right? So I'm sure some of you can relate. A relationship ends and you're like, well, that was a fail. Thought that one was going to be forever and it wasn't. Another failure. Another one bites the dust, right? So what really helped me wrap my mind around this one, y'all, was actually the ending of my last partnership. So my partner before Warren um, broke up with me eight or so months after my mom died. You guys hear me talk about this a lot if you follow me. And so... You know, at first I thought, wow, what a fucking failure. This relationship was a fucking failure. I've been in this for over a year. I thought, you know, we'd have this future and now we don't. And I mean, wow, what a fucking failure, right? My heart's broken. Like, what good was this relationship? And throughout the midst of my bloody, dark, but also amazing, transformative, introspective growth journey over the last couple of years, what I realized is, oh, this isn't a failure. So I don't look on my relationship with him as a failure. It was an experience, right? And, um, you know, you could say it was practice for the real thing, right? Um, so I, I like that. I hear that out there. People say, you know, all the, all the relationships before this one were just practice for the real thing. So that's like a helpful reframe if you are kind of getting stuck on like, oh, my past relationships that didn't work out are failures. Maybe think of them as, no, they're just more practice for the real thing that's coming, the long-term thing, if that's what you're looking for. Um, But what I realized is, yeah, this, this, the end of this relationship actually taught me so much. And so, yes, in the moment when he's breaking up with me, I felt like a failure. I felt like a fucking failure of a girlfriend. It's like, this dude doesn't want to be with me. And that's fine. You know, if you like, if it's fresh and you need to feel that feeling and you need to feel that feeling of failure, do that. Feel your feelings. (laughs) And um, at the same time, eventually we have the opportunity to reflect a little bit when it's not as fresh. And then it's like, huh, you know, what can I learn from this? So I've learned so much from my last relationship, not while I was in it. I didn't learn anything while I was in it, you guys. I was in it. You know, I was in my victim. I was in deep grief. I was in blame. Um, But since that relationship has ended over two years ago, I've learned so much in the reflections. And I can see, like, I see my part in, so me and my ex-partner, like, why we broke up. You know, at first it was like, he dumped me. He cheated on me. It's all him. Now I completely see my part in our dynamic and why our relationship was so challenging. Yes, I see his part too. I don't just take full blame and like go into a spiral of self-shame and guilt, right? But I'm like, yeah, I see what I contributed to the demise of our relationship. 
I see how I didn't know how to walk with my grief back then. And so all of my dark pain and misery was being projected outside of me. And so I imagine it was really hard with, or really hard for my ex to be with that energy all the time. It was really dark. It was really negative. And because I was so in my negative mind state, negative energy, I was being pulled away from my femininity. And so now I'm like, wow, that quote unquote failure of a relationship actually taught me so much. And I get to use that information and carry it forward in my current relationships and my future relationships, right? So failure does not fucking exist. I don't care if it's business, relationships, personal endeavors. Failure is not a thing. When you quote unquote fail, ask yourself, what can I learn here? How can I grow? How can I do things differently next time? Back to mindset shift number two, asking better questions. All right, well, that didn't work. What would I do better next time? What did I really love about how I showed up this time? And what didn't I love as much? Okay, so you can start to ask better questions, get curious about the experience, and from there, see what you can learn. How can you grow? How can you expand your capacity for understanding and learning and loving through this experience? So number four, failure does not exist, okay? Final mindset shift. Um, and this one you guys have heard before, I'm sure, but my fifth and final mindset shift I want to share is that the mindset, the belief that every single moment in this life is a blessing. All right, y'all, you gotta have that attitude of gratitude. And why do I say you gotta have it? Because I don't think it's possible to live a life of just joy and fulfillment and abundance if you don't have gratitude infused in your cells. I'm not talking about once a week when you go to church, you say, thank you, God, for everything you give me. No, I'm talking about it's fucking infused into your being. It's a part of your everyday practice. It's a part of everything. So, and then what happens is once you get into this attitude of gratitude, so to speak, you're in this this culture of appreciation, then you can genuinely and authentically start to see all things it's a blessing, including the hard stuff. So this kind of ties into being able to frame challenges as opportunities. But once you see that, oh, everything's a blessing, life is happening for me at every single moment, that's when I can begin to look back on painful experiences from the past and begin to rewrite stories around those events and say, actually, that was a huge blessing. That was a gift from fucking God. Thank God that shit happened, right? So I'm talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's all a blessing. Everything you experience is a, it's an experience. It's a piece of this life. And everything we go through shapes and molds our characters and belief, our character and our beliefs and our values to create the human we are today, which is so fucking beautiful. So for me, everything's a blessing. Literally everything. And how I have learned to infuse this 
into my being because it wasn't always this way. I wasn't always just walking around singing, being like, wow, thank you, sky. Thank you, sun. Just like feeling it. <laughs> that was not always me. Um, I like got real and was like, cool, I want to be more grateful. And I put some practices into my life. So there was a time I don't, I'm not as strict anymore because like I said, this gratitude is so just infused into my everyday right now. I don't have to be as strict with my practices, but at first I was like, word, I'm going to stick a post-it on my nightstand and say gratitude practice. So every single morning for like two months, you guys, every single morning I would either wake up and like journal, just really feel into like, what am I actually grateful for? You know? Um, and then, or I would do it out loud. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you got to be a part of some of that. Oh, nice. She just dropped a bunch of water. It's fine. <laughs> water everywhere. Um, so yeah, I just made it a practice. I committed to making it habit, right? And so now it's habit. And a little tidbit, one of my favorite things to do with gratitude is to find something that I've maybe been annoyed with or frustrated about or not grateful for. And then find a way to spin that exact thing into actually something to be super fucking grateful for. So my, I'll give you an example. I remember working on this one within myself. Shortly after my car crash with the, where my $10,000 car got smashed, <laughs> I was starting to get really frustrated because I had just bought this truck and it was like, Third week in a row, I had to get a new part, and I was just like, damn, this sucks. I mean, I have this car that's not getting, that I got, you know, like, super victim, right? I'm like, no, like, this dude hit my car, and he's not paying me back, and now I have this truck. It's costing me so much money. I already don't have money because my car smashed up, and I'm still paying for it, and just like, meow, 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 meow. Victim, victim, what was me? So I thought, okay, Nikki, let's find some fucking gratitude here. I'm annoyed with my truck because it requires so many repairs, right? And I'm annoyed because I'm the type of girl that's like, cool, let me learn how to do this myself instead of paying someone $1,000 to do it for me. <laughs> so I'm also annoyed with myself for being so damn self-sufficient. <laughs> God. So I was able to like reframe this. So at first I was like, I'm annoyed with my truck because I have to like fix the brakes today and like rotate the tires. That's annoying. It's like taking time and I wish I could not do that. And then I realized, wait. How fucking lucky is it? Like, how grateful can I be for the fact that I have a truck, right? I have a vehicle to get me from point A to B and take me off this mountaintop to go connect with my friends or my family. What a fucking blessing. And if I didn't have a truck, I would probably have a million reasons to complain about that. Well, I don't have a truck. I'm stuck on this mountain. I can't get anywhere. Eh, woe is me. So it's like, what the fuck? Am I going to complain if I don't have a truck or a car or a vehicle, but then also complain about the work it requires to upkeep a car and a vehicle when I have one? Yeah, that's like a culture of complaining, right? So I just noticed this and I was like, damn, I'm complaining a lot. So how can I actually find gratitude for this? And so I, I found it and I shifted within being like, wait, it's actually such a blessing that I have a vehicle. So how about I start feeling grateful for that? instead of complaining about the upkeep it requires to have this vehicle. And so this is what I mean by an attitude of gratitude, right? It's more than just saying like, I'm thankful for all the good things, but it's about finding ways to be grateful for the things that appear to be not so good or convenient. That is a true attitude of gratitude. That is a culture of appreciation within yourself. 
And since I've adapted this culture of appreciation, I have just just noticed more ease in my life, more joy. Mm. So I hope that that resonates or makes sense to y'all. These are the five... These are the five pillars to cultivating a badass fucking mindset, a badass mindset that will literally change your life in a positive way. By just adapting a new mindset, you will see actual shifts in your life start to happen. New people and opportunities will pop up. Um, People or things that were weighing you down will start to weirdly fall fall to the wayside, not be so much of an issue. Um, when you adapt these mindsets and say, okay, cool, I'm going to take charge of my life and like decide how I want to show up every day. I can't control what's happening out there around me, but I can control what's going on inside me, right? My inner landscape, that's up to me. So how I perceive and think about the world around me, that's totally my choice. And that drastically can influence the quality of my life. So, um, Just as a quick review, I'll read off the five pillars to a badass mindset. Number one, there's nothing wrong with me and there's nothing wrong with you either. Number two, limitations are perceived, not real. Number three, challenges are actually opportunities. Number four, failure does not exist. And number five, every moment in this life is a blessing. Adapting a culture of appreciation. All right, y'all. I hope that these tips have been helpful for you. As always, take a screenshot of this, throw it on your Insta story, tag me at Relationship Badass. Share this with a friend who needs to hear this. All right. Share the word with someone you think will benefit from hearing this episode. Um, And of course, leave me a review. Leave me a rating on iTunes. And the first 100 people who do that and post a screenshot in my group are going to get a free swag gift from me. In the mail, y'all. I'm talking about real mail, snail mail, not your email. So don't wait another second. Go leave that rating and review. Drop your screenshot and expect your free gift within a week. (sighs) All right, y'all. I fucking appreciate you so very much. I love you. I'm honored that you're here and you choose to spend a bit of your week with me. And thanks for being here in episode 25. It's a fucking honor to serve. I love you guys, and I'll catch you in the next episode.